Hi, everyone. It's another Tuesday, and welcome back to the How to Life podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Jagged, and you picked a great show to listen to today. This is episode 69. How are your communication skills? That was so abrupt, wasn't it? What I was trying to do was to get you to think about how you communicate with others. I'm going to say that the root of a lot of problems, discord, drama, confusion, etc., is poor communication. Effective communication is a life skill. Talking is often just words. To master this skill, you must learn to put intention into it, remove emotion from it, know what outcome you ultimately want. And you must learn to listen as well. It's not just a skill, it's an art. And there are tools and techniques that you can use to help you become better at this. Today, you'll be hearing from Karen Brown Tyson, who is a PR and communications consultant, a writing coach, a blogger, and an author. We're about to have a great discussion about how to communicate effectively and purposefully. She has some great tips to help you get started in practicing your communication skills. It's a constant practice. We're also going to talk about how to handle difficult questions and situations in your job. Good communication can help you land jobs, keep jobs, leave jobs, and it also spills over into your interpersonal relationships as well. How's that sound? Ready to learn? Here we go. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the How to Life podcast. Thank you very, very much for taking some time to join me today. Thank you, Dr. Laura, for having me today. I have not done this topic before. We're talking about communicating and good communication A lot of people don't know how to do that, and it gets them in trouble. Will you please introduce yourself to the audience? Tell us who you are and what you do. I'm Karen Brown Tyson, and I've been working as a communicator for over 25 years, either in public relations or corporate communications. And today, I own my own business. It's called Constant Communicators, and I help corporations and business owners and people reach their target audiences, but I also help them improve their writing. So what does communication mean? Communication is a process of sending and receiving messages, and that's through verbal and also nonverbal channels. So when I'm talking to people, I always remind them that communication is also nonverbal and that everything we do speaks. Many people will say, you don't hear me. You didn't listen to what I'm saying. But many times the problem is they did not express themselves properly. Why is it so hard for people to learn how to do this properly? What happened there? You know, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right um, that sometimes people don't actually communicate or say what they really want. And when I'm talking to people, I do try to help them come to grips with what it is that they actually want and what they want to say. Because otherwise, they're relying on the person just figuring it out. We have to be direct in our communication in order to get the response that we want. Do you think that many times people don't really know what they want? So people come to me and they'll ask me when they're looking for a job, you know, what should they do? The first thing I tell them is write down what you want so that when they're actually 
interviewing for a job or looking for a job, they'll get the job that they actually really want. But it starts with us actually writing down what we want and what we don't want. I have found that writing things down is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And in my own experience, I've discovered that when I actually write it down, I can clarify it more clearly than when it's in my mind, when I'm thinking about it. Also, when it's out in front of you, kind of you're detached from it and looking at it from the distance of a bird's eye view, so to speak, it's just more clear. And you can also look at it a bit more objectively because the Mm -hmm. emotion is not there, the discomfort or whatever you're feeling isn't there. It's out in front of you. And it's almost as if you're giving advice to somebody else. Writing is such a powerful tool. It is. It really is. There are communication styles. People think, oh, we can get our point across by, I call it negative communication tactics. What are some of those, Karen? Well, you know, yelling, bullying, sometimes silenced. You know, people think that they can get what they want by just not saying anything. And so some of these poor communications examples are things that we've learned over time. You had mentioned the word learned, and I want to talk about that also. Oftentimes, we learn these from our own childhood. Perhaps Mm -hmm. we had yellers as parents, or we had relationships where there was a passive-aggressive aspect to it of yelling or withholding one's affection or, Mm -hmm. or silence. And these things are learned. Oh, this is just the way it's done, so I'm going to do that too. But it just leads to frustration. That's where the writing it down so that you can clearly see what it is you want or what needs to be done or what you don't want. When you take the emotion out of it, you can communicate much better. Have you found that's the case? That is exactly the case. Let's just say, for example, you and I are in a conversation and we start yelling and our emotions are in it and there's a tendency to stop listening And so, yes, I hear you yelling, I hear you screaming, you hear me yelling, you hear me screaming, but are we really listening to each other in terms of what we actually want? If our emotions are high and we're angry in this, we may actually start to double down on what it is that we say that we want rather than actually hearing what the other person wants. So some of these negative communication habits prevent us and block our listening to the other person and may ultimately make things worse. And so what we really want is to have calm conversations with people, whether they're in the workplace or in our home or with our family or in our relationships in order to get our message across, actually be heard and then get the results that we'd like. To learn how to detach from that And just say the words without emotion, just sincerely, is a huge life skill. So I'm really happy you're here to talk about that. People think we learn to talk. It's not really a skill. It's just something we automatically do. But Mm -hmm. it can really hinder us or it can really propel us forward if we do it properly. So how does one go about learning good communication? Well, you know, I really am a big supporter of study and continuous learning. And so I would say that over the years, you know, I've learned how to be a better communicator by studying communications, whether that's 
from a speaker that I admire or from a book or just witnessing other conversations and, and relationships. As we get older, it, it's okay for us to say, this is how I want my communication to, to get across. This is how I want people to communicate with me. But that, again, takes time. It takes self-evaluation. It takes study. It takes some attention on our part to actually start to realize the type of communication that we want to deliver, but also the way that we want people to talk to us. Because you do help people in the workplace. I want to talk specifically about ways to communicate in certain situations that we have all had. And we'll start with jobs. One of the most intimidating things, especially I have young adult children, when they go for jobs, they're very, very nervous. You want this job. You want the person to like you. You want to come off as being very competent and the right person Mm -hmm. for the job. So let's talk about how to interview for a job. And one of the scariest questions or one that really makes people uncomfortable is tell me about yourself. What do you say when you get asked that question? Yes, that's a good question. And and you're right. I always tell people, have a game plan. I advise people before they actually go to the interview to create their own talking points that actually highlight their skills. The second thing I ask people to do is provide a couple of examples in their talking points about their past achievements. And then third, I let people know that they should be able to answer this question in one to two minutes and that they're not to ramble. And so normally when people write down their talking points, which will include their skills, their past achievements, and then they time themselves in answering this question, it helps to to bring down the anxiety a bit because now they're prepared. This is a part of their game plan, you know, and, and they don't have to share this document, these talking points with the employer. They don't have to let anyone know. This is a simple exercise that people can do to help them prepare for an interview and also for that question of tell me about yourself. It's like a script. So you're mm-hmm. just kind of rehearsing the script. Yes. That way, when you hear the cue, you have practiced it and you prepared to answer it. Yes, that's exactly right. Let's say writing a resume. What I want to see is sincerity. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see an obvious over-exaggeration of your skills and experience. So honesty is very important. And what do you recommend as far as resume writing in communicating what you can do? I normally just express to people the importance of providing results. And I think that when we're able to actually provide results, it helps to kind of bring this this exaggerating down. So let's just say, for example, uh, my son, um, he's 17, and um, he's been interviewing for summer jobs. And his past job, he's been a, a lifeguard. And so I get him to try to focus on the results. You know, what did you actually do? And so he's able to talk about the fact that he checks people in at the desk and he checks their IDs and gets them to come into the pool. He's done that X amount of days over a period of time. Um, He's actually sat in the lifeguard chair 
for this many minutes watching people, making sure nobody's in trouble in the water. So I try to get people to focus on what they actually did and what the results were. And that kind of helps them to stay away from this, this exaggerate. I do understand what you're saying about the resume. Um, And I do tell people the resume is just to get you to the interview. Once you get to the interview, you're still talking about your um, results. You're giving examples that are specific that allows the employer to see if you'll be a good fit for the job. And then this question comes along, why should we hire you? How do you answer that? When people say that question, I and, and they always say to me, because I'm hardworking, I say, no, everybody says that. Everybody says they're hardworking. So going back to the talking point strategy, you know that they're likely to ask you this question. So you're going to give an example of a time when your previous employer had a problem that you helped them fix. Go ahead and write that down as part of your talking points. You're also going to summarize your skills and let this employer know what you have to offer. So, for example, my son, he he told them that part of his job of being on the swim team was to help the children who were six and unders. And some of them, they can't swim all the way across the pool, so they have to meet them halfway. And so he helps them across. And so just writing that down and being prepared. How your previous experience can help this current company that you're Mm -hmm. interviewing for. Right, right. Now, the communication doesn't end once you get the job. Now there's constant communication between fellow employees, between your boss. How do you keep that going? Tell me about boundaries. Is it important to set up your own boundaries as well as work within the boundaries of everyone else? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, I would say as a a young person when I when I was actually working in corporate America, I actually did a lot of travel and um there were boundaries in terms of when where would I meet my coworkers if we were all staying at the same hotel? I would meet them in the lobby. Um and I would just let people know that I'll I'll see you for dinner in the lobby rather than saying, oh, stop by my room, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just setting up those boundaries at every point that you can, you know, in your job um, is really good. I do, I do tell people to be proactive and sharing updates about their assignments. So go ahead and start that skill of being proactive, letting your boss know and your coworkers know um, what you're working on, if you're responsible for a project. So that they're not always asking you, where are you on this project? One of the most uncomfortable things that you have to do sometimes is quit a job. How do you do that without hurting anyone's feelings, without causing disruption or resentment from anyone around you? I would say the very first thing that we should do is actually talk to your boss first before sharing the news with any of your coworkers. That's the very first thing. The next thing is offer your employer at least a one-week notice. Um, They may say they don't need that. They may ask you for a two-week notice. If you can offer them two weeks, um, you can do that, but at least offer them a one-week notice. And then finally, Make it easy for your boss and your coworkers to have access to your project files, 
your computer that you're leaving behind, all of your passwords, but make it easy for them to be able to continue on. How do you deal with the feeling that you sometimes have to justify why you're leaving or the feeling of your boss being really angry? How do you frame that for yourself so that you can do what you need to do and cause them the least amount of discomfort possible? Oh, that's a good one, um, Dr. Laura. That's even like a hot topic for me (laughs) because, um, you know, in my experience working in a corporate environment, I did witness a lot of people who felt like they just needed to justify every decision with a, you know, a lengthy explanation. If you find a new job that you want to do, you don't have to feel bad about leaving your current job as long as you tell your boss, give them ample time before you leave and actually give them all of the information that they need so they can go on. You don't have to make up anything. You don't have to justify it. You know, people leave jobs every day. And so these are a part of our our life decisions that we make and they're okay. You know, people understand we work a job for a period of time. We leave, we go to another job. It's okay. You don't have to feel like you have to over explain, you know, every decision that you make in life. Or that you're letting them down. It's Mm -hmm. just part of of life. People come, people go. Write down your reasons. Why am I leaving this job because of X, Y, and Z? Uh, Also, sometimes you might be put in a situation where, let's say, I can't thrive in this workspace because it's whatever. Let's say it's negative. And then they'll say, well, we're going to pay you this much money then. So when you write it down, if no amount of money is worth staying, then don't stay. But if it is a money issue, if I made a little more money, I would be more motivated to stay here you've got that too. But again, Mm -hmm. writing it down makes it very clear. And you tell yourself what it is you truly, truly want out of a situation. Yes, that is exactly. That's great advice in terms of writing down why you're leaving and sticking to that. Really, if they come back and they say, oh, we'll give you an office, we'll give you a company car. You know, you do have to ask yourself, is it, is it still worth it to have those items? And will I be happy? Yes. How does communication work in the fields of surviving a layoff or attending a virtual meeting or working remotely? Things that have occurred this past year that often have never occurred to people before. Yes. Um, so let's start with the layoff. So again, you know, I'm a, bi- I'm a big fan of uh, creating a plan. So create a plan that outlines what you want in your next job and what you want it to be. And how you'll actually go about looking for your next job. Will you send out resumes? Will you call people? Will you ask people from your current job if you can use them as references? So come up with a plan as to how you're going to go about looking for a job. The other thing that I tell people is please, please do not talk bad about your employer. You don't want to burn bridges, you don't want to make people angry. Um, Again, as we said, People leaving jobs is is a normal part of life. Unfortunately, being laid off is a normal part of business as well. So we don't want to talk bad about our employer. 
And then the other advice I give is to create a plan as to how you're going to spend your days while you're looking for a job. And so in the times that I, you know, was actually laid off, I would get up every day, I would get dressed as if I was going out to see people. I'd put on regular clothes. I tell people, please put regular clothes on and not sweat clothes because you can get used to that. Have your plan for going off and looking for your job and do it in a professional way. It'll keep you on track when you actually get your next job. So making a plan and having Mm -hmm. a script Mm -hmm. and going through those motions is really the way to bring what you want to you. Same thing, I guess, works with working remotely. You still get dressed up as if you're going Mm -hmm. to your actual office. Yes. It's part of the persona that keeps you in that zone. Yes. Well, communication skills is definitely a work in progress. You're always learning. You're (laughs) always fine-tuning. And these skills that you learn in the workplace will carry over into interpersonal relationships as well. It's only going to make you better to communicate clearly, to get what you want without having to take someone else down. Exactly. What are some tips you can give for people to communicate better in general? You know, simplifying and staying on message is is something that we, we have to practice doing. Also, um, being a good listener, listening to the person that you're you're communicating with, take time to respond. Don't feel like you have to just throw out an answer to people all the time. And don't forget body language is important. So those nonverbal messages that we send are just as important as our verbal messages. Karen, how can we find out more about you, what you do and what you offer? Well, you can um, find me at constantcommunicators.com and also at karenbrowntyson.com. I work with corporations. I work with them in terms of their public relations or their internal communications. I've also been working with people who want to write better. So I do offer coaching. I just had a, a student who finished writing her first book. So I do help people and coach them along the journey of actually writing the book from the beginning to the end. We'll check out everything there. I'll post everything in the show notes. Karen, thank you very much for coming on today and talking about this topic. Haven't done it before. I think it's going to be a good one. I appreciate you. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you so much for having me on. Well, there you go. Before you can get what you want, you must know what you want. Clearly define it for yourself before you can expect anyone else to understand what you mean. Effective communication is central to a happy and content life. What are your thoughts on this? Let me know. You can contact me directly through my website, howtolife.com. You can also send me a direct message on Instagram at laurajagged underscore howtolife or Facebook at laurajagged. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five-star rating on Apple or your favorite podcast platform. If you want to find out more about Karen Brown Tyson and how she can help you, contact her through her website, constantcommunicators.com. The direct link will be in this episode's show notes at howtolife.com slash 069. Thank you so much for listening today and thank you for all of your support. I'll be back next time with more great information about life situations, adulting skills, 
and how to approach both with knowledge and grace. It's a journey and a practice, and you're constantly perfecting and fine-tuning. So don't worry, you're doing just fine. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. You got this. 